Your local McDonald's owners across Washington, D.C., Greater Baltimore, and Eastern Shore are committed community members who all celebrate the diversity of the neighborhoods that they serve. Black History Month is a special time to spotlight the many African-American and black individuals and organizations that have contributed to our area's growth and development. McDonald's sees, supports, and celebrates you now and all year long. Welcome to the Midlife Male Podcast, a podcast designed to help men maximize middle age and live healthier, wealthier, stronger, and happier. I am Greg Scheinman, and I'm inviting you to join the thousands of men who listen each week, receive my Midlife Male newsletter, and are committed to making this next phase of life our best phase. If you have not yet downloaded my No BS Guide to Maximizing Midlife, where I break down the three principles to maximizing middle age and taking back some of that shit you've given up, head on over to midlifemail.com forward slash No BS Guide. Guys are loving these three principles to maximizing middle age, and you can download your copy today at midlifemail.com forward slash No BS Guide. go, guys. It is another week. It is another Midlife Mail podcast. I am your host, Greg Scheinman. And before we jump into this week's show, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. One, my new book, The Midlife Mail, a no bullshit guide to living better, longer, happier, healthier, and wealthier, and having more fun in your 40s and 50s, which includes more sex, guys, and who would not want that, is available now for pre-order. And it will begin shipping on November 1st. So you can head on over to Amazon. You can search the Midlife Mail. The book will pop up. You can pre-order it. And you will have it on November 1st. Check it out. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It features a number of stories from the men who have joined me on the podcast, their experiences, their ups, their downs, their trials, their tribulations. A lot of these are funny. They're vulnerable. They're all credible, authentic, relatable. And I also think aspirational, which is really important for men like us. You're also going to get my take on these things. We work our way through the six F's of family and fitness and finance and food and fashion and fun. And the book is broken up into those kind of categories so that you can open it up at any given time, flip to any page and get something of value. So please head on over to Amazon, pre-order the book, get it on November 1st, and let me know what you think. Put a lot into this and I really appreciate your support. And I think you're going to enjoy it and get a lot out of it as well. Next, we are heading rapidly towards the end of 2022. If you're listening to this, it's most likely October right now, which means we are in fourth quarter. So what are we thinking about? We're thinking about how we can finish the year strong. Where are we with the goals that we set out? What can we still accomplish and achieve and get done or get as close as possible in the end of the year? Because maybe we haven't gotten as far as we thought we were going to or wanted to. And it's really important right now that we focus and we finish strong. At the same time, let's talk about 2023 and planning and getting ahead so that instead of making New Year's resolutions, we can practice resolve instead. 
So I got two options for you. One of them is my new 90-minute strategy session. You're going to get me one-on-one for 90 minutes with a two-week follow-up period, and we are going to get together and we are going to plot your course. We are going to talk strategy, purpose, process, payoff about how to help you develop a personal operating system and set you on a path to getting where you want to go. The second option is my 90-day coaching program. And we're going to go narrow and deep in that. And it's going to be a lot more intense because we are going to be kicking it off with a pre-work assignment. We're going to do a 90-minute kickoff session in a deep dive. And then we're going to be meeting weekly. We're also going to be talking in between each session. There's going to be assignments. There's going to be conversation. There's going to be communication. There's going to be consistency. There's going to be accountability. And there's going to be preparation. And we are going to work you through the five steps of maximizing middle age or any age. I'm getting a lot of younger guys, quite frankly, in their 30s who are looking ahead at 40 and going, hey, I am going to get out ahead and get in front. And that is absolutely awesome. And this is completely aligned with where those guys want to go as well. So whether you're approaching middle age, whether you're right smack in the middle of middle age, and whether or not you're coming out the other side of that midlife crisis and you're like, hey, I do not know exactly what I need to do now, this is for you. That's my 90-day coaching program. You can find more information on both of these options at midlifemail.com. You can also email me, greg at midlifemail.com. You can also DM me through Instagram at Greg Scheinman, and I will respond to you, and we can set up a free introductory call to ask questions, talk to each other, see if we're a good fit for one another, um, and go that way. All right, let's talk about the show. This week, I have got, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, and I'm really sorry if I do. I've got uh, Justin Rothlingshofer on the show. Justin and I have connected over the course of the last year. I'm super impressed with what he is doing. He is the founder of Own It Coaching and Own It System, and it's all about doing health differently and living life differently and providing his clients, their clients at Own It, with personalized health solutions. Justin is a great guy. He has worked in the NHL for years. He has an incredible story of his own, which we are going to get into. And he and his wife and partner, Elise, are really doing something special with Own It. And I look forward to doing a number of things with them in the years to come and wanted him to come on the show. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on on his podcast, but I wanted him to come on the show and really shine a light on what he is doing with Own It. So with that, let's hear it from him. Uh, let's get into it this week on the Midlife Mail podcast with Justin Rothlingshofer of Own It. What's up, Justin? This is not a fake background behind you. Not a fake background. It's incredible. It's been, oh man, it's been four days of just... It's been transformational. Like I just, Elise and I were on the plane coming here um, and she said, Justin, what's your, like, what are you most looking forward to? And a lot of people would say like, oh, the amazing food that we're going to have or the uh, just being in this beautiful place or anything's like, and then, you know what? I was like, I am so excited for the connections that are going to be made. And it's just the people that are here and it hasn't disappointed. It's, I'm never. I am never surprised by what God has in store when these types of things happen. And um, 
just like a couple of quick like highlights is uh, one um, one woman has had her business fully funded since she while while she was here. Um, they just got into a conversation with two people and they were like, oh my god, we've been looking to invest in something like this. Uh, they sat down in an afternoon that was open. And they go, yep, we're going to set meetings when we get back. We're going to, we're going to fully fund the, we're going to close your, your round for you. Like just <laughs> random, like, and just crazy like that. Another guy just published a book. Um, and one of the, per one of the people that is here is a, um, a marketer. He actually markets, um, like uh, he's a book promoter and he does an amazing job. He did Tony Robbins book. He's doing, uh, Justin Donald's book. He's, he's incredible at it. And this guy who has this outstanding story, um, just finished his book and they sat down and he goes, can, can we, can we do this? And they signed their contract this afternoon. Like just so cool things that I had no idea. I had no idea coming into this, that that was going to happen. And that has nothing to do with us, but it's just the, the, uh, the showing up and, um, and being vulnerable and authentic and coming in in the space that you are, um, and, 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 and creating a safe space for people to open up at that level. And, and I think that has just always been my aha moments and like these wow factors for me is the unexpected. So it's, it's so cool. Um, and I'm going to back, back us up a little bit for guys that have just kind of listening into this and we jump right in, which is my favorite part of doing all this. Okay. But who are you and where are you? <laughs> so, so my name is Justin and, um, I am currently in, uh, Auberge, uh, Aterio in, um, uh, Cancun, Mexico. And, uh, my wife and I, we host, uh, what's called, uh, the couples collective. And, uh, we've got, uh, entrepreneurial couples from all around the world that, uh, that are a part of this. And, uh, a big thing that we do in this is we meet in person, uh, twice a year for five days for a fully immersive experience at, um, uh, at, at luxury resorts. And so, um, uh, we meet a third time with a celebrity couple, um, once throughout the year. And, uh, but this is this is our um, our second meeting of the year, and so this group has slowly started to um, uh, to really get to know each other and and really kind of lean in together. And um, it's amazing to really see what starts to happen as uh, as you grow. So that's that's where I am. I don't know if you guys are you guys are visual, but yes, this is an actual backdrop. Yes, this is actually where we are. So um, we may get some visual on this. And for those of us that don't, by the way, it's nauseatingly gorgeous where he is, and, and it's. <laughs> And it's equally nauseatingly not gorgeous where I am sitting you know, upstairs while construction goes on downstairs in my house. So you might be getting waves that we're hearing in the background and breeze and I don't know, some dolphins. If you hear some, you know, drilling and dogs barking, that's the calamity of, of the world that I'm living in right now. Um, but we've, we've known each other for a while and we have been talking about everything from from health and wellness and optimization to an authenticity, spirituality, coaching, you know, ways to really, again, you know, as I like to call it, maximize your life. You talk about optimization, you talk about own it, you know, does, and I want to get into that stuff too. Um, walk us through a little bit. You know, obviously you're doing the couples collective right now, and I'd love to get into kind of how and when that started and kind of what that's all, all about a little bit deeper, but walk it back a little bit to the impetus of, of kind of, you know, what you do on an, on an overall basis and kind of how, 
you, Elise, who's, who's your wife and business partner, kind of got into this and have really established yourself kind of with a with a lot of footing, you know, and, and a tremendous amount of success in you know really helping um, a high performing group of of people, you know, from all walks of life. Yeah, it's it's a great question, and the funny thing is, is it's like most things. Um, I say kind of happened on accident and it came out of um, some really deep pain that, that you had to go through. Um, and when I say that, I reflect back on like where this came from for, for us. So um, at 13 years old, um, I, my father said to me, son, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. And that was the impetus for me to go, hmm, consistency. That's what I need in order to get paid. That's what I need to figure out how to become the most consistent version of myself. And I was a hockey player, grew up in Canada. Um, and so for me, it was how do I become the most consistent version of myself so that I can get paid as a hockey player, as an NHLer? That was that was the that was the goal. That was the dream. And I became very uh, I have an addictive personality such I've such as I've learned. And um, that that obsession with that goal, that that end result, that product, that performance, that that pinnacle peak of the pyramid became literally my reason for waking up in the morning, my reason for pushing myself to the limits, my reason for understanding all these things. And so I literally started at 13 years old wearing heart rate monitors, brainwave monitors, uh, blood oximeters, um, uh, read every medical journal you could imagine to try to optimize myself, to try to figure this stuff out. And it led to me leaning into these obsessive natures and obsessive tendencies. And I became extremely anorexic. I was a chubby kid, all of a sudden became a fit kid, all of a sudden became a sick kid. And um, the the amazing blessing that I had, God has his hand over me, was it? Ne I never um, got hurt. It uh, brought me literally to um, the door of death where uh, I had liver failure, I had kidney failure, uh, I was turning yellow, but I never missed a day of school. I never missed a day of hockey. And it was only through um, the environment that I had, the coaches that I had, the people around me that allowed me to take the information I had and shift my mindset around it to make it something that instead of being something that dragged me down, something that empowered me. And it brought me down to the United States. I went and got my master's degree in exercise physiology, um, was down here on a hockey scholarship, was living uh, uh, the dream, if you will. And it, in that nature of kind of like on the path, on the trajectory, the places that society tells us we should be going. And uh, as soon as I got my master's degree, um, I stepped into a coaching role. Um, coaching role with uh, uh, Miami of Ohio, uh, taking over their entire program. We started to become a thought leader in the technology space in high performance and uh, started consulting for a couple NHL teams. Uh, went and got my, uh, worked on my postgraduate doctoral thesis uh, in heart rate variability, sleep and recovery science and started working in the NHL for three different clubs, Washington, Columbus, and then Anaheim to finish. And it was over that time, all of a sudden, like I'm in the NHL, not as a player, not as where I wanted to be, but as a coach and leading these guys. And it was the time that I, if I reflect back on it, that my, my world was in absolute disarray. I became addicted to pain pills. I got um, divorced. I felt empty every single day. Um, I was depressed. Um, I had uh, a battle with uh, suicide and suicidal thoughts. Um, and I've, ne I've never been that low in my life 
and I call it my ultimate failure, finding success without fulfillment. And in 2019, I stepped away from the NHL. I actually got fired. Um, uh, and that firing process and that journey through that was the first time that I stood, stood up for my core values it was the first time that I acted in accordance to what I knew in my soul was the right decision. And, um, it all had to do with, uh, education of players around ways in which they could optimize themselves, ways that they didn't have to just take the pain injections, take the pain pills, take the Tordal shots that the docs and the different teams were prescribing them. And I stood up against it. Um, and it ultimately cost me my job, cost me my career in the National Hockey League. And um, looking back on it, I wouldn't make that decision 10 times out of 10. And uh, it was that moment that I stood up for what I, my values were, but at the same moment, I was like looking around and going, oh shit, what do I like, what do I do? This has been my goal for the entire, my entire life. My entire 36 years on this planet has been focused on being in this seat that I was in, holding this title that I had, holding this, um, this level of prestige, quote unquote, in a three letter league. And I lost my identity. I lost who I was. I lost what I was supposed to do. And it took a lot of soul searching. And uh, for about six months, um, I, I, again, was, was battling this, this identity crisis that I had inside of me. And I remember coming to moving from Anaheim to New York City. Uh, that's where my wife was. We were doing long distance while I was in the NHL. Um, she was an executive at Christian Louboutin. And I moved out to New York. And I got there. And I was like, all this opportunity, a fresh start, a fresh slate, but I don't, I, I don't know who I am. And I remember walking by this gym, uh, Dog Pound. Um, a lot of people in New York will will know this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm just meant to train celebrities, and that's what I meant to do. And this can be a, a catapulting spot for me. And I went in, and I went in, started getting big name clients, celebrity clients, billionaires, all these people like that, like the the who's who. And I had the exact same feeling that I did when I was in the NHL. And it was this emptiness, this, this, what are we doing? Like, why are we wasting our time? And um, I remember coming home and I said to Elise, I said, every time I put my shoes on to walk out the door, to go in there, I feel like I have to become a different person. I feel like I have to put a mask on. I feel like I have to pretend. I feel like I have to talk about myself and my accomplishments and my background and my education, rather than just being comfortable in my own skin, rather than just being literally just being. And it got to a point where um, I was there for, I think, three months and uh, again, stepped away uh, because it felt so wrong. Um, and about three, two, two months later, three months later, COVID hit. We came down from New York to Florida. And at this point, you, you can imagine, I look back six months ago, I was in the NHL. Six months later to this day, COVID's hitting. I don't have a job. I don't have a career. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a friend circle, a friend's network. My entire friend's network, friend circle was in the NHL. I had to kind of cut and separate because that people only ever, what I learned later was that people valued me because of my job there, my title there, my association to that. And that was the only thing that we had in common. And so I felt alone. I felt I didn't know who I was. I felt I didn't know anything. And I still remember uh, it was 
July 17th um, of 2020. And I was, uh, went out in a kayak in our lake in, uh, in the little lake behind our house in, in, in Naples, Florida. And I'm sitting out there and the week had been hard. Elise and I had been bickering a little bit, uh, just depressed in this space. I can't get out of it. And I just literally go, God, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And I'm out kayaking. And Greg, I, I kid you not, I'm out kayaking. It's 102 degrees outside, sweating my absolute bag off. And all of a sudden I get this moment of clarity. And it was like, it was like a pinhole of clarity. And it was a moment that I won't forget because I could have picked up my phone and started scrolling Instagram. I could have just forgotten it, looked away and just started paddling. But I looked at that clarity pinhole and I explored it. And I asked myself, what is this? What does it look like? What does it mean? And all of a sudden, it was like a glass, a pane of glass. You have a little pinhole and you poke it and it shatters and everything falls. And I had this rush of clarity. And I wrote in that, uh, in that kayak for two and a half hours, two and a half hours, two and a half hours, sunburnt to an absolute crisp. I, my back hurts, but I'm like, I just got to keep going. I come inside. I slam my phone down on the, um, on the uh, kitchen table. And I said to Elise, I've got it. I've literally got it. I just got the biggest download I could ever imagine. And when I copied and pasted over, it was 33 pages, 33 pages of what my vision was for what own it was going to become. And I, I, I literally named it own it while I was out there because Elise would always say to me, you just got to own it, like own who you are, own this mistake you made, own this decision you're going through, own and take responsibility for everything that you've been through. And I was just like, you're, you're, oh my God. And this clarity just came and came and came and came. And I was able to mesh everything that I've ever been through and everybody that I want to serve in this 33 pages that needed more excavation and more leading. But that was the moment that own it was really born was, was July 17th of 2020 and um, has, has really just, I I've continued to stay in that clarity boat and in that boat of service um, for the, for the last two and a bit years, two and a half years, two and three months, I guess you could say. Um, and it has been, it has been the best decision of my life was to continue to go through that pinhole and lean into it and, and see that, that breakdown. Mm, that, that is, that is tremendous. And I appreciate you sharing all of that um, in such detail. And there's so much to this. Um, you finished the 33 pages or 34. You've got it. You're owning it. I love the phrase, you know, owning, owning it, you know, about starting to own your own story, your own life, everything. Okay, so we've got the what. We've got it. We shattered the glass. Okay. And now we got to get into the how. Right? <laughs> the okay, because there's gonna say like a lot of white space now between okay. here's my breakthrough, here's my plan, here's what I'm gonna go do. And here I am two plus years later mm -hmm, on the beach. Mm -hmm, not like with the with the pina colada in your hand, but literally like running mm -hmm, a retreat mm -hmm, for how many people were down there on this? 34. 
So there's 34 people down there that, that I'm not one of, which is eventually we're going to talk about that later. That's my own fault. Okay. Also, but there's 34 people down there. You own it is, is thriving in, in a variety of different channels. Mm -hmm. Take me through a little bit also uh, the steps you took to go from idea, vision, owning it to execution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an awesome question, and to be honest with you, where it is today is is uh, is not because of any one person, and it's definitely not because of me. Um, it's because of the team that we've built, and I'll get into why I say that and why I preface that in a second. The moment I came inside, the first person I showed that to was my wife, and I said to Lisa, "I've got it," and she came over and she read it. And typically, again, my wife being a um, type A personality, an executive of a billion dollar company um, in the fashion space. She picks everything apart that I do. And so I expect, fully expected it to be like, oh, that's good, honey. But like, what about this? Or like, um, do you see these holes here? Or like just picking it apart. And she read it and she goes, wow, this is really good. This is inspiring. This is amazing. I want to be a part of this. Like, how do, how do I grow on this? How do I like get involved in this? And that was, I think the first thing that gave me the confidence to lean into it even further, even beyond the point that of the clarity that I just created. And so the next, the very next day, um, I reached out to um, one of my friends who had become um, a, uh, a really great uh, coach and had experienced um uh, growing through Tony Robbins and a lot of his work. And it was actually Craig Ballantyne. Um, Craig, obviously coaching a lot of, a lot of men. And that was the first thing I did was invest in a coach to help me build a business. I had never built a business before. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had the clarity and I just had to lean in and follow it. Didn't have, um, didn't have the disposable income to be able to go and, and, and justify this. It was like, I hadn't been making money in six months. And, uh, uh, this was literally 60% of what I had in my, in my bank account. I was like, yep, here you go. This is what I have to do. I have to invest in me. I have to bet on myself. And for the first time, for the first time in my life, I bet on myself. I put the eggs in my basket. I didn't put the eggs in the NHL's basket in a player's basket. I put it in my basket and off of that bet, um, again, being very spiritual and very connected um, to God, it, I, I, it, all of a sudden this vision came to me is God bets on us every day. He bets on us and it's an acronym, blessings, energy, time, and testimony. And by those B-E-T-T, -T, and by betting on us, we have to bet on ourselves. And we've been given each one of those things that we had to lean into. And so that's what I did. And I invested in, um, in Craig. And he helped guide me through the start of this. He helped guide me through how to get clients, how to get marketing, how to get out there. I started on LinkedIn to believe it or not. Um, and, and marketing to uh, the people through LinkedIn. And it wasn't until about three months in that Elise came to me. Um, it was in October. She came to me and she goes, you know what? I, I've seen like this transformation in you. I've seen the way that you've like adjusted. I've seen the way that you've done everything. Uh, it was right after she'd got home from Paris from, um, uh, from fashion week and then the new buy. And she was like, I am, so, I, I'm living the same life you were. I'm unfulfilled in what I'm doing. 
everything's amazing, but it's, it's just another thing. It's not, it's not taking me towards anything. I'm not serving in the way that I want to. And I feel like I'm leaving things on the table. And so she, uh, at that point, the business was growing to a point where I needed like some help doing things. And, uh, she goes, would you mind if like, I kind of just watched what you kind of were doing. And at that point she had, uh, enrolled herself in what we, what was called IPEC, uh, a, uh, a mindset coaching, um, therapy type breakthrough. And, um, about six months into that, she goes, I, that, that was a part of her realization that there was something else that she wanted to do. And so she goes, could I take it? a couple sessions with your clients. I was like, yeah, sure. And so she took the, took a couple and she goes, I'm just lit on fire. Like I'm just, I'm, I've lit on fire. And so literally four months after, uh, after she came to me and was like, Hey, I think there's something else meant for me. I want to do something different. She stepped away from a multi six figure salary, um, a five trips to Paris on first class every single year, every single, the, the best parties, the best, everything. She stepped away from it to become our CEO um, and to continue to help create the vision and create the access points. And uh, she has literally built our team from um, her and I to a team of 32. And uh, that's been over the course of like I said, two months or two years and three months or something like that, whatever it is, uh, from the day of ideation to being here today with um, an amazing group of people that um, have have leaned in and, and are seeing these transformations themselves. Mm, re- remarkable. When you talk about this and, and kind of the macro level and now going from, again, idea to execution to 32 people, to being able to work with your spouse, to be able to have this kind of an operation, I also want to go back back down if we can a little bit into into the micro and some of the specifics you know what were the offerings or what are the offerings um and own it started with you know like when you say those first clients those first sessions that lit her on fire into okay how has the organization grown i like the 32 people on the team and and what are they doing are they all coaching or kind of like what's on the suite of services, you know, of, of own it that keeps people engaged, gets them to buy in and come into you, you know, with you guys. And then also kind of then not only are we in the own it platforms and these other things, now we're also on the planes and we're meeting together and we're doing it because it, you know, in, in, in us having spoken before, it's this, you know, it's all kind of connected, you know, there too. And it keeps connecting into others. So, if you can, um, and I know there's more to it than even in the time that we that we've allotted, you probably have to get back to your 34 people too. I hope But okay, hey, like when people find you now and they see like where do they where do they start? How do they dip their toe into like okay, I'm fascinated, I'm intrigued. You know, this sounds cool. What what's next other than Justin and Elise and 32 people being awesome together? Like take me through that. So really great question. And I'll try to do it as best as I can, because the first thing that I need to say is how I started is nowhere near where we are right now. Like the offering set, like it's, it's unrecognizable. Like I look back at what my first offering was. I was like, that's embarrassing. (laughs) What do you say? Whenever, if you're doing something right, you should always look back at what you've done and cringe basically. Oh man, (laughs) it is, it is cringe worthy. Like I, I, I keep, I, so it's funny. One of our clients that um, 
is is here um was one of our first clients and so he's literally been with us for two years and i said to him like three days ago i said what made like what in god's name made you sign up because i look back at that offer and it was trash like it's terrible and he goes justin to be honest with you when i got on a call with you i I didn't know what you were selling, to be honest with you, but I just knew I wanted to be in your presence. Like, I just knew I wanted to be around you. I just knew the passion that you had and how on fire you were. I was like, I don't know what that guy's on. I don't know what that guy's doing, but I need whatever's inside of him. And that was literally what, what sold my first client. And from there, it just spiraled upwards. Mm. And so I, my, I say that not to like, pump my own ego, but to say to all the listeners, like whatever you're doing, if it doesn't light you up and it doesn't like literally set you on fire, then you you are, you're selling something that you don't believe in and you're Mm -hmm. being part of something that you don't believe in. And it's going to be an uphill battle this entire time. And you might end up in this position. Like I was in the NHL where you might have financial success. You might, you might be winning, but it's going to be at the end of the day, looking back an ultimate failure where it's success without fulfillment. And yes. so looking back on that, on that offering set, the offering at its, uh, at first was, was literally, Hey, how do you become the most fulfilled version of yourself? How do you become the most optimized version of yourself? And I do, what is that? I have no idea. <laughs> it, 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 we were going to do some health coaching. We were going to do uh, some mindset work. It was going to be very holistic in nature. Um, uh, we were going to do, uh, like an assessment of what you were eating, like your typical things that you would, that you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in saying that, um, it, it became, it, we, we needed to get a little bit deeper. And so where, what it's kind of evolved into is we get deep in, we've, we hired a medical board, we hired a medical team and kind of taking it back to my, um, literally what my job and role was in the NHL, which was integrating everybody together, your nutritionist team, your mindset team, your sports psychologist, your doctoral team, your, uh, chiropractor, your, uh, and, and really taking mind and body and making it mind body. It's one. And very, that, very interesting. Yeah. Keep, keep going. I, I go with this. This is, this is cool. And, and, and understanding that, that you cannot have, you can't do all the mindset work. You can't sit there and do all the um, emotional intelligence work and yet be eating the wrong foods and not sleeping and not have stress outlets and uh, not be uh, uh, hydrated properly and not um, training the right way and not recover. You, it, you just can't do it. You're not going to get the benefit from it. You're going to say, ah, it's not, it's not working. It's not worth it. Contrary, you can't also train every day in the gym and eat really well and be so regimented on your sleep, but yet do no mindset work or no emotional development work or no personal development work because you're going to be left empty again. You're going to have a great set of abs and a really awesome biceps um, look in a picture, but you're going to be literally in your own way from creating the success that you know that you are are searching for. And Mm. so being able to collaborate on these two things and bring them together and integrate them deeply really just opened up this channel. And we started on entrepreneurs and that was, that was who our, our, our key focus was. We had a one-on-one business and we brought people into it. And all of a sudden when we brought these entrepreneurs and they were like, Hey, can you do this with like my executive team? Or can you do this with some of my business partners? Yeah. And we grew organically. So as we brought people on, we needed to then certify coaches. We created a certification course that 
integrated own it certified coaches in outer and inner energy we called it outer energy being more the physical part um, and the eight controllables utilizing hrv and then the eight controllables were exercise nutrition sleep uh, immune function environment uh, hydration self-care uh, and mindset and so taking these eight the, these eight areas of outer energy and then pairing it with inner energy and inner energy is like the deep work, the personal work, their therapy, every one of our inner energy coaches is a therapist. And so they get deep in there and you can't work with us just going in one or the other. You have to dive into both because we fully believe it's an integrate integrated experience. And um, we start to get really, really detailed. So down to the DNA, epigenetic information, cellular micronutrient deficiencies, um, uh, blood glucose analysts, um, uh, HRV, sleep monitoring, all these things that we will do to help alleviate certain issues that are happening on the outer energy side, where at the same time, we start to analyze what's happening internally. And so what started to grow there was then we got a, we, we had a sports agency that um, we were working with uh, one of like their founder. And all of a sudden he goes, Hey, can you do this for one of my athletes? Sure. Absolutely. And so that grew into our athletics business. We all of a sudden created an athletics business out of this. And my background created that credibility to be able to do that. And we started to lean in, but we had, we, we now have about 180 athletes, um, in a uh, one-on-one capacity. Um, we've got two contracts on the table for the entire leagues, um, and, uh, and, and that vaulted that category. And then organically we started retreats we were like, we were called to host immersive experiences because at this point you have to realize we are still completely virtual. Like we have, we, we don't have a brick and mortar. We don't have a place that we're going. Everything is virtual. And Elise and I are literally sitting at our house. Um, we've got our, um, medical board. We've got our functional medicine docs that are ordering all these kits. They're sending them to us. We're boxing them up with personalized letters and notes and like, uh, swag and then shipping them off. I still remember we had like 17 to get out one day and we had like seven minutes to get to the post office before to UPS before it closed. And we're literally sitting out there and I sent at least to go drive to the UPS to put her foot in the door so they wouldn't close it so that I could box everything up and get it there. We showed up like eight minutes after they closed and they were like, yeah, well, we'll bring them in so that they could get out on time. But that was like the inception of it. And so as we kind of navigated through that, we were like, you know what, we want to create immersive experiences where people can experience this in person, because there's something that changes when you're in person and this connectivity. Uh, I, I truly believe live events change lives. And so we held our first one um, about a year and a half ago, a uh, year, and, year and three months ago, and um, we got uh, 11 people, 11 people. That was it. And the experience of those 11 people was tremendous. And we were like, we poured our hearts and souls into them. And at the end of it, they were like, this is so incredible. This is this, this, this experience of being able to combine mind body, but then being able to get extremely intricate was so great. And we did it with just people. If you wanted to come as a couple, cool. If you wanted to come one-on-one, cool. If you wanted to come uh, just as a single person, cool. But it was just these people coming together. And then they said, how do we stay connected with, with one another? And we were like, oh, we really don't have a way to do that. Um, we can create a WhatsApp group. So we created a WhatsApp group and they started talking and they were like, you know what, can you create another one like five months from now? And we'll, bring some people. So our next one we did, we had uh, 20, 23 people we did in Costa Rica. 
And all of a sudden they started to bring some spouses, some couples came and they were like, this is incredible. And they were all entrepreneurs. And finally, um, uh, at the end of that one, they said, do you have a way for us to stay connected? And Lisa were like, we really don't like, we should do something here. And Elise and I have always been, and this is going back to my story and the, the one of the T's in, in bets is my testimony is at 26 years old, I was divorced. I got divorced during that really tough time in my, when I became obsessed with my career, my addiction went from food to um, pain pills to work. And that's where I put my, that's where I put my addictive personality towards and put it to work. And um, it cost me my, my marriage. And, um, and the personal development work that happened between then and when I met Lise was, was immense. But that experience yielded me to want to work with couples and yielded me to have a calling to work with couples. And I didn't know where, how to, how to make that or make that happen. And organically, it, it facilitated into this point where when Elise and I started our relationship in a long distance way, we had to live our relationship in a very intentional way or it would have never worked. And so the intentionality in terms of how we ran our relationship, we say we, we run our relationship like a business and it's not transactional, but it's intentional. Like in your business, would you ever not do quarterly um, analysis? No, never. That's crazy. Um, in your Monday morning meetings, would you ever just not plan them and just have them willy nilly? No, never. Would you speak to somebody in your uh, in your office or on your team like uh, in a very negative and short way all the time and expect them to do great work for you? No, never. And so that's the intentionality that we brought over to our relationship. And people started to tell us like, I love how intentional you are. And all of a sudden, seven years later, um, we we've now created a couples collective as another part of our business. Um, that we work with with entrepreneurial couples on a on a year long basis, where we do two of these retreats um, uh, every year. Uh, we meet with a celebrity couple who's uh, an, an entrepreneurial couple as well, and then uh, once a year, um, and so we're in person three times, and then we do monthly um, uh, monthly uh, Zoom sessions, and we bring in a specialist once a month, be it a communication specialist, a sex specialist, a uh, how to raise kids specialist, whatever the group is looking for in and in, in needing. And then I will lead the men through one session and Elise will lead the women through one session um, in, an, in our second session of the month. And so that's really what it's evolved into in terms of our offering sets and the different verticals that we serve in. Um, and it all started literally, like I said, from that leading into that pinhole um, on, a, on a kayak in the middle of Florida. The Midlife Mail podcast would not be possible without the support of some incredible brand partners. I only recommend brands I use, believe in, and trust, and each brand was handpicked by me for a specific reason. I believe in these guys not just because they're great companies with great people behind them, but because the stuff works. I use these to stay at my peak, and I suggest you do too. So go over to midlifemail.com and click on special offers for exclusive Midlife Mail discounts and promotions. So many areas here where, where we can go, you know, even, even narrower and deeper, you know, in a way like, thank you. Like kind of looking at the overview and that shallow and wide area, and then thinking about all these things in kind of a narrow and in deep area, you know, I keep coming back to the fact that I genuinely believe that everything is connected. 
like you alluded to, and we've talked about this a little bit. I feel that, you know, that that metric of success, I always, I do, I, this, I talk about a lot, which has been kind of largely one dimensional for men for a while. And you talked about a little bit too, this over-indexing trap that we fall into with work, you know, and we become obsessed whether or not we are trading one addiction for another, but we end up in this kind of salary and title or work obsessed kind of area versus this more holistic approach to what success really, really looks like, or what fulfillment and contentment, you know, really, really look like. And I think you're spot on in that you can't separate these things. Um, you know, you can't train hard enough to clear your head, you know? That's, mm-hmm. that's a, such a good point. Like you, you feel like you're always trying to be analyzed in some way. You're always trying to measure up to something. Um, you're always trying to prove yourself. There's a lot of people I talk to all the time. They're like, I've been told I've never been good enough. I've, I've told I have to have this chip on my shoulder in order to succeed. And you know what? That may work to a certain point, but there will always become a point where that is no longer good enough. And that is where you start to get frustrated. You feel like you just can't break through this area because you're running on proving somebody else wrong. You're running on, 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 uh, on this little chip that's existed since you were 10, 14, 6, 22 years old of a something that happened to you. And that's what's been driving you rather than deeping, diving into this purpose of service and love. And that's the intentionality that goes there. And all of a sudden your business that was doing 50 million is doing 150 million. And you have no idea why, because you've all of a sudden changed. Well, it's the compound interest that you get, I think, by by giving without expectation of receipt or by being of service versus saying, you know, there's a big difference between saying, I'm going to make a million dollars helping men maximize middle age, or I'm going to help a million men maximize middle age. Exactly. 100%. You know, it's I, all it's- in, again, the mindset and, and the phrasing. And what you talked about earlier, and I was making notes while you were talking, I was listening to you, you know, with... I'm going to do it with both ears, but I'm like, I got to get some of this stuff down as he, as he's talking, because the quote, when you were saying like talent will, will get you noticed, consistency will get you paid, you know, in there. And as I'm hearing that, I'm going, okay, there's, there's a number of meanings to this and a way that you can take it. And I was I'm like, okay. Like if I'm just literally like turning the lens on myself, as he's saying, it's like, what the fuck is he, does he mean? And why does this land so hard with me right now? It's like, what do we tend to showcase? Mm -hmm. We try to showcase talent, whatever that means. Maybe it's popular. I want to show you that I'm popular. I want to show you that I'm smarter. I want to show you that I'm strong. I want to show you I'm good looking. I want to show you that I'm rich or that I'm successful or whatever these things like pretty, pretty fucking empty way to live. Like in, in showcase city, you know, of all of, of my wonderful attributes or whatever they are, which also comes across as, as very shallow in a lot of ways. And also that like a lot of men, I have to be the one doing the heavy lifting because I know everything. I've got it all figured out you know, here versus, as you said, consistency will get you paid. And even by paid, like we're not just talking about money right now. Like now what we're really talking about is again, like what does payment look like? What does success look like? You know, if I just showed up, if I mastered the art of showing up and being consistent, what am I getting paid with? 
you know, now I'm getting, that's my health, you know, or that's my family, or that's a better marriage, or that is the scalability of a business, or even just not getting fired because you're so close to the edge of, of that, you know, too. Um, you know, that's, that's what I was kind of taking away from like, okay, there's so much here. Um, and this is the stuff that makes me. And I think so many men out there that we struggle with this. Like you talked about a lot of stuff, the numbers of, of male middle-aged male suicide is, 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 is like silly, like in terms of how alarming, you know, and unfortunate the statistic is. And, and even beneath that, because that's so final, yep. depression, anxiety, you know, yep. fear of aging, you know, fear of missing out, not being satisfied with your health, not being satisfied with your, your relationships. Now, I mean, those statistics are, are again, shockingly high when you yep. start talking about, and for the purpose of this show, men, let's call it, you know, 40 to 55. Yep. And the unique part about what you're talking about here is that we lean in, Greg, so heavily as men on this idea of identity and identity being one thing. There's two words that are so powerful in the English language, and it's I am. I am what? I am. I am. a. I am. Say, say for example, I even take your story, for example. You, you, you have, I know when I had you on my show, I learned so much, even more than I did about you in terms of you reinventing yourself two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 times. And that reinvention of ourself is what life is all about. We have all been put on this earth with something that we are meant to be world-class at, like absolutely world-class. I don't care if it's it's marketing. I don't care if it's a father. I don't care if it's um, a communicator. I don't care if it's a creative. I don't care if it's um, an athlete. You have been put on this earth to be world-class at something. And the pursuit of that something is going to take many different roads, many different roads. And it will look to be your identity in a multitude of different avenues. And that is going to be something that evolves and the road that you're on may not be what you are meant to do, but it's what you're meant to do for this season. Mm. Where, where I appreciate honest. What's, what's interesting here, as you say the word reinventing, you know, and one of the things I was thinking about, one, we can all be more than one thing. When you start with the I am, you know, like I love those hybrids. You know, I love those people who are like, I'm a husband, I'm a father, you know, um, I'm an athlete, I'm a philanthropist, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a chef. I'm a re- I know some people looking at that and go like, you don't really know, like, like, okay, you're so many, like, I don't even know who you are. I love those hybrids. I love those people that own that, you know, that they own and have the confidence and security to be like, I am more than one thing. Okay. And that certainly, you know, somewhere in this mix might be like what I do you know, in there but it's not senior vice president of communications for, you know, or like, and that's it. And I'm not going to show you anything else because that's who I am. And when, and when you talk about reinvention, you know, there, and I definitely identify with it, even in my personal stories you alluded to, but I think like reinvention and you went through a lot of this too, like reinvention, I think is when you're still searching. Oh yeah. Release, release is when you, when you finally found it, you know, like, 
I think your mission with own it, like you finally found it. It was 30, like, okay. And it's worth the sunburn and it's worth the kind, it's worth, you know, all that. I think what we, a lot of us do is, is that actually are even putting in the work, like the reinvention is a series of steps to try to figure out who we actually really are. And we're still maybe playing that game a little bit as we reinvent each other and go down different paths, which is part of the progress. But when you actually really find it and it really is like, okay, that's the release where it becomes authentic and energizing and, and uplifting. And I don't want to say effortless because there's still so much effort that you put into doing what you were meant to do, you know, there, but it has a completely different feeling. I'll add to that effort. I always say it should feel effortless and I don't mean less effort. I mean, done with ease. It's going to take a ton of effort. You're not going to give any less effort, but all of a sudden the effort you're putting in seems effortless. It's, it happens with ease because you're, you're literally operating in your flame. And I think you gravitate towards it for that. I was thinking the other day and you want to do this too. Like, I work seven days a week now. Totally. Yeah. And in that regard, like even like write the newsletter on a Saturday, you know, we'll do podcast intros on a Sunday. We'll even take client calls, you know, on, on the weekends. And there's, there's no differentiation anymore between the quote unquote work week, you know, what I want to do versus what I have to do. Whereas for a large t- period of my life, probably the majority, you know, you go back to the old lover boy song or whatever of working for the weekend. Like you do almost anything you can possibly do to not have to quote unquote work at something that isn't filling your tank. And I don't believe that everybody also is going to find exactly what completely fulfills them. It could be a lifelong journey that for a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't ever get to the culmination of. I hope they do, but the reality is a lot don't. So then what we really, I think, get impactful is, well, how do we help you navigate through it? I you love can't it. quit, you know, you can't, you know, you, there's overhead, there's life, there's all kinds of things. We haven't found that not only reinvention, we might be heading towards it. We haven't found that release yet, but we also cannot be living in a valley of despair every day, you know, solely working for the weekends. Like how, again, do we take ownership and operate, as you said, like the CEO of our own life? It's funny what you what you just mentioned about how like some people never find it or some people like are, are searching for it. And I think when we place this expectation that it is a destination, that's when we get frustrated and we're like, I'm never finding this. Quite frankly, the, the season that I'm in is the season of own it. Is that where is that what I'm going to do until I'm 120 years old? Probably not. Bingo. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be, and there's going to be a movement. What does it look like? I have no idea. Does someone come in and all of a sudden this is their passion and we've just built it and they buy it? Maybe does, uh, d- do we get just sick of, um, a certain vertical in our business one day and we, um, bring somebody else in to run it? Maybe. Is it that one day I just have another pin epiphany on my life and I have to go and sell everything and become a philanthropist in Asia? Maybe. I have no idea. But it's being willing to lean into that and willing to grow through that, understanding that success is not a destination, but rather the ability to get up every morning and play the game 
That's the blessing. Well, the that's that's it. You just you just now I was gonna say it's like if you ask the question, it's like, listen, do you want to wake up every morning hating yourself and your life mm-hmm. until you get to this one place? Until you again get to quit or get to retire or get the new job or do we really want to learn and put in some work so that you can wake up every day enjoying your life? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily without, like, without fixating totally on the destination. Get it. You're not going to love this. But it's only one again. It's one component. So what we're really trying to do here is we're really trying to retrain you and work with your mindset so that you can actually approach each day before you get to the destination without yep. being anxiety ridden, without being depressed, without being unhappy, without being only way to actually enjoy and live and live you know your life well or the way you want to is you have to get to this destination that you don't even know how far away it is what it actually is or whether it's going to be the destination that you stay at for the rest of your life either no 100 so why are we hanging all you know stacking our chips over there and hanging our hat on that being the thing what we really got to be working on is how do we operate Every single day, based on the circumstances and situations that we have, how do we work through that? And yes, plot a course to get to where we're going or where we want to go. But the journey's not a reply, like that's not the only, you know, I mean, the destination's not the only metric again for success. I don't only win once I get there. No, I, and, and you're exactly right. If you're not winning along the way, you're doing it wrong. Like there, it literally becomes a journey that is going up and down. It's a valley. It's a, there's going to be highs. There's going to be lows, but guess what? Everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. And whatever you're looking for is on the other side of those lows. I guarantee you it's going to be high. It's going to be low. And I I heard this from, um, uh, one of the, one of the people at the retreat and I'll just, I'll take it right from them is they said, your confidence is going to fluctuate. You're going to have days of high confidence. You're going to have days of low confidence, but guess what? Never wanes. Guess what's constant your belief in where you're going, the belief in where you're moving. And that is steadfast. And if we can hold true to that, we can hold true to the belief that, you know what? I don't know where the destination leads, but I know that I'm following this true purpose and passion that I have internally that I'm listening to, that I'm tapped into, that I'm focused on. And if we can continue to show up every day and focus on that, that's what will help us win. That's what will help us feel that level of fulfillment. It's such a good point. And, and you know, again, I think you can take these types of statements and we can say them outwardly. And at the same time, we've got to appreciate them you know, coming back in. You know, totally. Tim, and because we all hit these moments, yep. mm-hmm. we all hit these moments. You go, okay, like, hey, I believe in what I'm doing. Yep. Yes, absolutely believe in what I'm doing. But damn, like today was rough, you know, or got that kick in the gut, and my confidence again is 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 waning, or there's more going out than is what's coming in. Yep. It's it's kind of also like taking a picture of yourself every day after you work out, like you're not going to notice the difference from one day to the next. You know? yeah. Now, what do you do if you took the picture at day one and you take another picture at 90 days and you've actually practiced your consistency throughout everything, you will see a drastic difference between day one and day 90. But if you take a picture on day one and on day two and day three, it's not going to look like much. 
no. And Greg, there, there's a there's a key component to this. And I know like high level looking at it, not every day in this journey to get here was good. Not every day to get to where I am was glamorous. Like there was a lot of days where I was like, fuck this. Like this sucks. I don't want to do this. I Our first retreat, we had 11 people sign up. Like I told you, our goal was 15. I felt like an absolute failure throwing that thing. I felt like an absolute loser. I, but then Elise said one thing to me. She goes, guess what? We have 11 people that have put their trust in us with something that we've never done before. And I was like, oh my God, you are right. Forget about the four people that you're crying about that you didn't sign up. Be grateful for the 11 people that said, you know what? I trust in you. I believe in you. And I'm really curious to see what you have going on. That's the perspective also. And no, that's, Here's the other thing, like that is the reality, call it a harsh reality or call it, that is the reality of how startups work. That here's the life lesson, boys, you know, even in my own house, like we don't start at the top. We don't hang our shingle on day one. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there's a line around the block. I don't really care what YouTube shows you, you know, or TikTok shows you or some of other things. How it works is mm -hmm, you open the door and say that you're open for business. And most of the time you hear nothing. That's exactly it. Nothing. Nobody comes. Nobody comes. The Nobody worst thing, you. build it and they will come. That's the worst, worst, worst advice you've ever heard from a Disney movie. Build it and they will come. No, what happens is you start writing a newsletter and nobody reads it for days, weeks, months. You, know? you start a podcast and you're literally talking to yourself mm -hmm, for what feels like days or weeks or months. You start a business, whatever it is, and you have to be aggressive and relentless in your forward motion to try to sign that first client or that first deal. And what do we do when we get it? Again, we fixate, we tend to, on the ones we didn't get. Totally. And why people, why doesn't everybody want me the way I think that they should actually want me? Or why are they? And then you get back into the confidence that, well, your confidence fluctuates, but your belief cannot. If it's truly steadfast and it's what you meant to do. And there isn't a single guy who's come on this podcast who has sat here and said to me, let me explain to you how easy this was. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that would be, he'd be lying. Yeah. No matter what their credentials were before, by the way, I was this top executive or I had all this money. I had a great exit and I was able to start this new business. And the second I started the new business, it was successful from minute one, man, we did nothing wrong. It was terrific. I moved seamlessly from one thing to the next and everything has gone swimmingly. Yeah. It's never, it never happens like that. Never that way. And I, I want to tell two stories. And because I think this brings a little bit of solidarity and context to what we're talking about. So Elise and I have a podcast and we just finished episode uh, one, 177. Congrats. And, on, and, and when we talk about time, this is it. And I'll never forget the number. I just finished episode 94. 94. Okay. Think about, we only have 365 days in a year, episode 94, and we release a, a, an episode every four days. So this is like over a year that this has been going on. Guess how many listens episode 94 had? 200, maybe. Three. Okay. <laughs> Three. Okay. And one of them was my mom. The other was my dad. And the other was 
Elise. I, by the way, I, I believe it. Okay. And I would have believed 200. I would have believed 2000, but I believe, and I, I believe three, three, three people. And I looked at that and I was like, gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing something wrong? Probably, probably made a lot of mistakes in how I was marketing, how I was getting it out. But we just finished episode 177 that will be released on Monday and episode 178 had 14,000 downloads. It's incredible. And it, and, and, and as a cumulative, we've just surpassed 450,000. Like, think about that for a second. We've episode 94 is more than 50% of the total episodes we've put out and more than 50% of the episodes weren't being listened to exactly to your point. When I writ when I uh, wrote my uh, my third book uh, after getting uh, fired from the NHL, um, I my my book I wrote while I was in the league was a bestseller. It was great, a lot of success. I get um, I started writing a personal development book as like kind of like a healing process for me out of uh, getting fired, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a book launch. So I emailed people that I knew in New York city, I rented out space in Lululemon headquarters. I had, um, a couple sponsors fly in. We had everything set up. There was books laid out. We had sent invites out to 75 people. Um, 37 had responded that they were coming and, uh, people are in like, I'm, I'm like, cool. This is going to be like the launch pad to my new thing. I was still at dog pound at this time. Um, seven 30 was supposed to start. I go downstairs at 7.15. I start looking at the door. Nobody's coming in. 7.30, nobody's coming in. 7.40, a homeless man kind of wanders in, goes, hey, is there any like food here? <laughs> sure. Nobody came. Nobody. Not one. Not one of the RSVPs. And I had a choice. I could have continued with kind of like my speech or I could have packed up and just went home. And at that point, there was only one option. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go through with this as if the room's full. And gave the speech, got the content, was talking to the cameras. The sponsors were standing out there kind of laughing. I went on and I did it. And I said to everybody at the end, I said, you wait. The room will one day be full. And uh, I, I, uh, about a month ago, I did a, did a talk, my first talk, um, that had 500 plus people all on that, that concept. And that's a year and a half, year and a half later. And it's just, it's, it's the ability to stay with it. Not everything goes well. Not everything goes great. And I go back to the acronym I gave of bets. You have blessings in your life that you're not aware of. Be, use those blessings, sit back and understand them. E in the energy space. We are, we have massive amounts of energy. And so protect that energy. Don't willy nilly give it away because our energy is the most precious resource. We can expend it, but we can also take it in. Time, again, another precious resource that we often give away. And so be cautious about where you spend your time. And lastly, testimony. We all have a story. We have a story that we've gone through. We have experiences that we've been through. And no one person's testimony is the same. And it can be scary to tell your testimony. It can be scary to lean into that. Because as soon as you do, you're taking responsibility for everybody who relates to that 
And the moment that you do, and don't bet for a second that there's somebody that doesn't relate to your story because we are more similar than we are different. And you will have, I guarantee you, you will have people who relate to your story and that that the moment you open up to your testimony will allow people to be brought into your life that will influence your next steps that you will have to take responsibility for in how you serve them. And so if you lean in and bet on yourself, with your blessings, your energy, your time, and your testimony, you will be the most fulfilled person you have ever met. And it will create a journey and a story for you that will ultimately transcend anything you've done up to this point. Mm. Tremendous, tremendous stuff. Justin, this is, this has been awesome. And I know you have a group of 34 people that you need to get back to um, in your, in your beautiful surroundings, or you may just want to jump into that pool behind you. <laughs> that's, that's there as well. And you certainly deserve that. Where can people find you, Elise, own it, everything so that they can, they can learn more um, about what you guys are doing and, and follow you around because it's actually, it's, it's pretty cool. You guys do some really amazing stuff and what you put out there also publicly um, is really, it's a gift and people should take a look at what's going on there um, as well as getting deep with what's going on with own it. Oh, Greg, I, I appreciate you so much. And uh, just the platform that you've built and, and ultimately leading out of service. So um, I appreciate that. You can find me, I'm super active on Instagram, um, at Justin Roth. Um, uh, our podcast is The Own It Show, and then uh, ownitcoaching.com, and you'll be able to find everything that you need from there. That is awesome. My friend, thank you so much for coming on. I know that this has been long overdue. I'm glad we were able to do it. Um, I thank you so much for giving up a little bit of your time um, on your working vacation, you know, because this is what you what you do for a living and it's also what you love to do. So I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, and and we, will, we will definitely be in contact. Uh, you've got an open invitation here as well. So we can keep this midlife male movement growing. We can keep own it growing. Um, and really serve and help as many people as we possibly can, because that's really what it what it is all about. So thank you very, very much. No, Greg, I appreciate you and your time. And like I said, just your, uh, your heart of service. All right, guys, if you like what you have heard on the Midwife Mail podcast, please, uh, speaking of being of service, I'm going to ask you right now, leave us a five-star rating, write us a nice review, make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, these things really matter to keep everything growing, because as you said, you know, Three listeners leads to 14,000. That's how this ball game works, okay? It takes a village and it takes a lot of time. So please do that. Head on over to midlifemail.com. You can also subscribe to the weekly Sunday newsletter and join the now thousands of people that get that dropped in their inbox every Sunday morning. Thank you guys so much. Until next week, I am out of here. Take care. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the work with me page to explore options.